five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is your show, the Alt Kings Podcast, and I'm your host, Tate, with my co-host, Corbin, and today we are talking about a coin. Some may know it by Hedera Hashcraft, others may know it by HBAR, and today it is HBAR. Indeed, indeed. The... So it's just such a different coin, isn't it, Tate? It's so unique. Yeah, absolutely. It's very unique. The Tech Titans, Mance Harmon, and Dr. Lehman Baird created this token. And Mance, he is the strategic leader. He has all the experience in multinational corporations, uh, government agencies, and high-tech startups, while Mr. Lehman Baird is basically the guru of with the brains. He has all 20, year, 20 plus years of experience in technology and startup experience. He has held positions as a professor of computer science at the U.S. Air Force Academy and is a senior scientist in several major labs. Very, very, very smart people indeed. Big brains, that's for sure. <laughs> big brains, big exactly, brains. yeah. And when you're investing into a project in cryptocurrency, you need big brains. You can't be investing in investing into something like Akita coin or something like that. Like, what? <laughs> Who are behind these tokens and why would you ever want to throw money into that? Oh, you know what, Tate? You know what, Tate? You, want, you know what you should put some money in? What should I throw some money in? Squid Game. Oh, my God. Is that a coin? <laughs> Is that really a coin? Yeah. Though? Did you not see that live stream? No, I did not. <gasps> oh, I got to show you that later, man. That was the That's most... crazy. It, yeah, I got rugged hardcore on, uh, on somebody's live stream. So the market cap is $2.168 trillion. And now the market... Oh! Oh! It went to zero! Yeah! People are just pulling money out of the out of the markets, day and right, just rugging anything. They want. Oh, absolutely! It's it's sad, and that's why you need to use your information that you get from this podcast and run with it. Absolutely, because we will provide you the best information you need to know. However, that information is not financial advice. Of course, never financial. never financial advice ever. Yes. So Hedera Hashgraph. Yes, yes, yes. It's a complete different sort of blockchain compared to the standard grandfather Bitcoin. Uh, what kind of goes into a Hashgraph blockchain? Because it is so unique, it's one of a kind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So instead of it operating in a in a typical blockchain structure where you have you know each individual block has a set of transactions and then they all get chained together and there's a complicated you know, mathematical formula that needs to be solved in order to, you know, sort of solve that chain and, you know, keep everything in order on the on the entire blockchain as a whole. Instead, it it operates by essentially, as Dr. Lehman calls, gossiping about gossip, which is just, it's genius. Um, but essentially, instead of having the slow system of like, you know, this chain being built slowly and slowly and slowly and it uses a ton of energy and, you know, all that horrible stuff. Very and inefficient. It's very inefficient, yeah. So basically, instead of that, each individual node will tell each other about each transaction. And that ends up building sort of, as as Dr. Lehman calls it, a hash graph. Yeah. And I'll have a picture up on the on the screen about, like, the... You know the drawing of the the circles of the lines. Through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have that drawing up, and then you'll be able to see how like one transaction's broadcasted, and then it's pushed 
you know, to everybody essentially as fast as possible. And then they tell everybody and then they tell everybody. And because everything is time stamped. Everything's and, connected. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And because everything's connected and everything's time stamped, um, it's, it ends up being a much better solution than blockchain. And it also is resistant to forks, which in blockchain's case, if you ever heard of Bitcoin Cash or some of their other Bitcoin derivatives, um, basically what happens is, you know, everybody sort of agrees on the longest blockchain, essentially. And that is the, you know, regular Bitcoin. And what happens is, is sometimes a, a chain starts getting built up uh, on the side, outside of the regular historical chain that already exists. And then what ends up happening is that can produce a fork and then you know, people decide whether or not they're going to keep the fork. We're going to ditch the fork. All those transactions are then going to, if the, if the fork is ditched, all that money is then lost. All that Bitcoin's then lost. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's not, it's not a good system. When side chains are created, then they can be like taken off the blockchain completely. It's yeah. just basically branching out completely. And with the tree, when you grow it, and it branches off, the branches can fall off, obviously. And then if a branch falls off, then that tree branch dies. Yeah. And that's basically correlative to how a Bitcoin blockchain would work. But in a Hedera blockchain or a Hedera Hashgraph network, it, uh, it is completely different because they're all connected. Nothing really branches off. It just all stays mm -hmm. universally connected all together. Mm -hmm. But uh, when well, I say... When we say you so, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. Yeah, well, I mean, technically, even if it does branch, that's kind of a good thing. Yeah. Because if, if everything's just telling each other about everything, yeah. and that's like the whole like point of the blockchain, even if somebody's out here saying, oh, no, 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 I did this transaction at this time. Well, because everybody else already knows everything, it helps keep the network secure and also reliable and fair, which, yeah. was, which was a big part of their, their strategy when creating HBAR. I guess you could relate Hedera's Hashgraph blockchain to like a bush in a way a bush i mean all the branches are all sort of like intertwined and connected oh if yeah that makes sense that does make sense yeah okay. compared to like a dead tree like bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> no that's what it's doing to the trees yeah basically oh but so hbar is the token used in hedera hashrefs blockchain so don't get hedera confused with hbar hbar is just that token that hedera uses to transfer all of the transactions yeah exactly it is very fast and efficient like our first episode we talked about xrp uh they're both able to send over thousands of transactions per second with very very minimal fees and very very minimal energy if energy used for each transaction mm -hmm. and it just makes things very efficient and effective whenever you're trying to send large sums of money or just any sort of information actually like you don't even have to send money in ways you can send information nowadays you can send literally whatever you want over the blockchain yeah it just has to be digital yeah exactly and it's, it's crazy to think about because it's just so unique to this day I mean, mm -hmm. like, we've just never seen anything like this before. Oh, yeah. And still, and because, you know, these all these different cryptocurrencies are still in their embryonic stages, we haven't even really seen what they can truly do. Yeah. I mean, just imagine the fact that uh, Hedera Hashgraph is so fast that they actually have to 
Well, they don't have to, but they choose to throttle the network because of how little of it is being used, even though they have so many major partnerships and so many transactions every single day for multiple different use cases. They still have to throttle it down to, I, I believe last I checked, it was like down to like 30 or 40% wow. of what it can do Holy right now. Cow. Yeah, and even when I still send HBAR through, you know, an exchange to a wallet or vice versa, it shows up like that. Immediate. Yeah, it's literally immediate. It's fantastic. It's so crazy to think about how they're able to create these sorts of technologies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, yeah. HBAR is or Hedera has major partners and they have a council and in their major in their council some of the members are think companies like Boeing, Google, IBM, LG Electronics, T-Mobile and now recently a couple days back they just added Ubisoft. Yes, sir. For all of the games and many NFT creations to come. But to be a part of this council, you have to have over 10 billion in capital. So they're not playing around. Yeah, they're not playing around. Peanuts. Like, yes. Yeah, t- casual 10 billion. <laughs> oh my god. 10 billion dollars. What could you, you could do so much with. You could literally take over. That's that's like 1% of the national debt, Tate. Oh my god. Not, not even. <laughs> not even. Maybe probably. A, maybe a quarter point, percent. 0.1%. Yeah, point 0.1. Wow. But this council is created of some of these members like I said. But with it, it's kind of like a DAO in a way. It's a, a What a DAO is, if you don't know what that is, it is a decentralized autonomous organization. And what they do in a DAO would be they get to vote on what happens through the network. And so these major companies get to basically come together and pick and choose what they want to happen through this network. And I mean, when you have companies like Boeing, Google, and IBM, major companies who have been around for many, many years, mm-hmm. getting to choose what's going to happen through a Hashgraph blockchain, that says a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And especially these early stages, mm-hmm. whenever there's nobody real. I mean, there's people starting to slowly continue to grow and adapt into the cryptocurrency space. But when they're already a part of a blockchain like Hashgraphs, it's just they're the early investors like mm-hmm. they know what's to come and when you have these major companies who know what's to come you need to hop on board with that as well yeah yeah absolutely but then again that is not financial advice <laughs> no no not in the slightest the yeah main, and, yeah sorry yeah sorry <laughs> um and I've, I've heard a lot of people you know express doubt in the in the governing council and Stating that, like, this is just another way to centralize a quote-unquote decentralized currency. And a couple other things surrounding the council in general. Um, Even though Dr. Lehman has stated that the reason that there is a governing council in the first place and why the members are who they are is to sort of direct HBAR into, you know, the most useful currency it possibly can with such a strong blockchain behind it you know having people's ear down to what your ear to the street is that what the kids say yeah i guess so yeah (laughs) Yeah, by by these companies having their ears to the street that's such a weird saying (laughs) (laughs) um by having these companies on there they'll they'll more they'll be able to better tailor the blockchain for their needs 
And also because there's such a variety of companies that are in different sectors of the market in on different countries that are controlled by different governments, there's a really, really low shot that there would be sort of a, I guess... A takeover. A takeover, yeah. Yeah, yeah because these, all these companies are so different. They're all ultimately looking out for themselves, which is, you know, fine. These are all, you know, as far as I know, publicly, tr- publicly traded companies. Yeah. So like, that's totally fine. Yeah, aerospace. We have freaking technology companies like Google. Cellular companies like T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. And then I was also doing a lot of more deep and sense of research on the website they're also helping out like businesses like farms and stuff of that sort be being able to spread their information anywhere around the world in less than seconds as well as move their money i mean they're this is just basically limitless mm-hmm. you're capable of doing anything with the dares blockchain oh yeah or not sorry i apologize not blockchain hash graph chain. oh oh sh- Whoa. Whoa. Good save there, Tate. This is not a blockchain, because we do not move by blocks, we move by hash graphs. And Hedera is one of those these tokens that will be we will be going into a lot more intensive ins like intense research, I guess you could say. Because we have a lot of different NFT projects we want to bring on board and have them on this podcast as well. Absolutely. And there's just a lot more information that is mm-hmm. just hiding from us in a way right now that we really maybe not have seen but we still will get around to finding eventually to provide to our channel and to you beautiful people oh oh absolutely yeah we uh we already have a couple uh nft creator uh interviews lined up yep and then that way we can all sort of get a better understanding of hidera hayish graph um um yeah, because the, these creators, they're gonna they're gonna know probably more than we will, to 100%. be perfectly honest. Yeah, because if you're creating on a blockchain, you're gonna obviously know more about development and you know what tools are out there to you know produce your content and to build a community and stuff. But it's it's still it's still relatively new. I mean, NFTs have only been implemented into HBAR since I believe Q two of last year. I want to say. Like super early days for very early. NFT. It's very early, but Probably I not. really think they have a lot of potential to take over this space because of their low transaction fees and very fast trading mm-hmm. speeds. Yeah, plus two, I mean, we're going to have Plural launching soon, which is going to be an NFT marketplace. And then also two, NFT.com is ran on Hedera, Oof. right? Oof. Yes. That's insane. I don't know if that's 120% confirmed yet. But like from all of the rumors that I've heard, NFT.com will be running on HBAR. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Which that's Matt. And the thing about it, ladies and gentlemen, NFT.com. You hear about <laughs> NFTs all the time, but the whole .com is going to be ran off of HBAR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just let that sink in a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, like people know about Ethereum NFTs. And Solana NFTs. And, uh, uh, <laughs> One of the worst blockchains. <laughs> Ever. Too yeah. many errors. Oh, we don't so, need to talk about no, that. No, no, no. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a video for a different day. But uh, yeah, just think, think about the, the positive reception NFTs can also receive as well from normies who might not know, you know, the existing, you know, sort of infrastructure in place that, you know, you have to deal with Ethereum's high gas fees. 
The transactions take a long time. Sometimes they just straight up fail yep. and you lose your gas fees, which can be, you know, as cheap as like, you know, 10, 20 bucks. Yeah. Upwards of a hundred and fifty plus dollars when it's super congested and you just want to get your dang transaction throat. Why is this so difficult? When H bar is over here charging you like point zero zero four H bar to be able to send stuff that's less than a penny, like it It, it makes no sense. Yeah. It's because people are blind to what actually is technologically advanced and more beneficial towards their needs. They just want to go with what's already been created and what's the most popular well yeah i think it could be that but also as much as i love hbar i think they could really use some some more grunt behind the marketing yeah. division yeah you're right because like xrp i hear everywhere and yeah. you know brad garlinghouse is up there you know on uh oh what's that like uh fox. not msnbc yeah fox money or like well, yeah. fox business whatever like these these ones that talk about you know different stocks and stuff yeah. So he's up there talking and, you know, you can see him, you know, not really frequently, but, you know, every once in a while he pops up, right? I I still really haven't seen anything yeah. about HBAR or many other uh, crypto projects on these types of shows. Yeah. Which is where I feel like a majority of, like, most people that maybe invest into stocks or into other uh, other sort of assets might look into for... Maybe not guidance, but because that's... I think... I th yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I think the reason why HBAR really hasn't been known that much is it's only been around since the mid-2010s. And so with that little... I mean, it's very developed, but it just, like Corbin said, the marketing isn't really as strong as it could be, mm -hmm. which can definitely halt a project's growth mm -hmm. if there's not the best marketing behind it. I mean, Ripple is one of those companies that's been around since the early 2000s, back when Bitcoin was initially created. And it's been through the thick and thin with this whole entire crypto space. And although it has never reached the number one spot completely and held its position there, um, it's, it's seen number two a lot. And it's been around, and like he said, like Corbin said, XRP is heard all around the world, and you always hear that on a day-to-day -day basis. But you you normally hear Bitcoin, and Bitcoin's that that top dog grandfather that people tend to talk about. Yeah. But once people start to realize that there's better technology out there, mm -hmm. then we'll start to hear about XRP, HBAR, yeah, a lot more of those two tokens specifically. But yeah. HBAR is one of those tokens as well that's soon to be ISO 222 compliant. Mm -hmm. It's not compliant yet, but I've heard that it is definitely in the works. Well, you, sorry. No, you go. Yeah. So considering how many uh, companies in the financial sector are actually in the governing council, we, did, we didn't list them here because, you know, mo most people aren't going to know who they are anyway. Yeah. I'm going to still have a picture up of all of the council members so you can see who, who everybody is essentially. But with the amount of people that are in the financial sector being part of the council, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if they started to sort of amp up their ISO uh, 20022 process. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Quant, and uh, there's one other token as well that was actually working for ISO 222 as well, currently. I saw, I saw HBAR Quant. And then I, would, I wouldn't one. be surprised if Quant, when Hyperledger gets launched, if Quant added that to their sort of repertoire for their blockchain. That'd be insane. That would be insane. That'd be too powerful. <laughs> then we'd see like a 2,000 Quant out the gates. 
But when HBAR initially started out with a fifty billion dollar or fifty billion coin supply, and right now only circulating is eighteen billion, and there's a market cap of four point six billion currently, and this market cap can reach to the trillions in the years mm-hmm. to come. It just matters all about the institutions that will hop on board, mm-hmm. more people added to the governing council, and just more clarity to this crypto space. Yeah. Because once we get more clarity, we're going to see these ISO 222 compliant tokens and all of these tokens that actually have real use case and real benefits towards society start to grow more. And when you grow, you receive more money. And when there's more money, there's more money to be made. And that will spike HBAR's price immensely. I mean, what's HBAR's price right now? Like mid-20s? Uh, yeah, last I checked it was... Like twenty seven, twenty eight. You know the all time high. Ah, uh, I can I can definitely look up the all time high. Not a not a big deal. I don't even. I think it's. Is it over a dollar? No, I don't no, I don't. I don't think it is because it's still too new. It's not. It's not. It didn't go through the twenty seventeen bull run, as far as I know. Yeah, neither did freaking Ripple. Barely made it to that. Uh, let's go to all fifty cents. Yeah, fifty cents is the all-time. Fifty cents is the all-time. That is so so little That's compared so to what it could be. <laughs> that is like dirt yeah. cheap. Wow, wow. They have a very strong uh, network security as well. Mm-hmm. They move along um, a permissionless pass, uh, a permissionless nodes, which just allows the network to be protected very very strongly against like cyber attacks, and there's it's very hard to like overtake a network like this because i believe you have to have over like 51 percent control of the network not like you have to have more control over that to like truly take over a a block like a a hash graph chain like hedera's yeah and and even still like that would it would still be relatively difficult because of the the gossiping about gossip like all of the nodes are still going to know what's happening at all times so if a bad actor starts to come in and tries to brute force transactions or double spend or do any sort of malicious activity it would start to be pretty readily apparent what's going on well before it's going to get jumped that's what's going to happen yeah yeah exactly (laughs) all the Everybody else is just gonna run up and jump it in the, in the in the graph hash graph, blockchain, mm-hmm. hash graph chain. Yeah, the uh, the the name for the the level of security that HBAR has is called asynchronous uh, Byzantine, and that is literally the highest level of security you can have on a network. I I think it's it even goes outside of a blockchain itself like in terms of network security, asynchronous uh Byzantine is like the gold standard for uh for security which which typically uh the way that Dr. Lehman described was not not super difficult to implement, but it's slow. Yeah. Cuz most of the time when you start adding layers of security onto a computer, or onto a blockchain, any sort of technology, it really will start to slow it down. But slow doesn't mean a bad thing. Slow just means that it's more like a, of a safe thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And um, has more time to verify things yes. and, and stuff like that. Slow um, and controlled is better than fast with no control. Exactly. And, and because of, like I said before, the nature of gossip about gossip, 
and Hgraph's sort of structure as a whole, it, it doesn't really impede the speed of it that much. That's why it's still so ridiculously fast. Yeah. It's just the way the just the way they set it up. It's just it's great. Like it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. I don't even un- I I will never truly be able to understand how it was created, and I don't think a lot of people will because they'll keep that in their secret I, of vault. I, yeah. Well, that's fair. Yeah. It, they're uh the the hashgraph technology is actually copyrighted by Hedera. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else can make a a hashgraph network. Wow. Only Hedera can. Um, but Dr. Lehman's got a lot of really, really good talks. He's a very, very well-spoken man. He is incredibly intelligent. And is and he's, a, oh, he's able to dumb it down for us. Oh, yeah. People that don't have like a four quadrillion IQ and are struggling on our last brain cell. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he, he goes to Harvard all the time and talks to all the, the high Ivy League students mm-hmm. about their network and what they're trying to do to provide to the rest of the world. Yeah. But you're talking about how... Adara has a patent, right? Yeah. It's a, so basically, it's a worldwide patent, so nobody else can use their sort of network, mm-hmm. which is insane to think about. Which also was a great idea on oh, their 100%. part, so that way nobody else can copy them. Yep. Yeah, compared to majority of the other networks mm-hmm. are being copied left and right. Think about it's, it. It's... You have a Dogecoin, you have a Shiba coin, you have an Akita coin. And they you have Elon? Yeah, don't forget Elon. Hey, you not, have Kishu? All right. Kishu, I was about to say, Elon's not we, a dog, we, but re- Kishu is. <laughs> Look, we really shouldn't be... Sh- we sh- really shouldn't even be name-dropping yeah, these horrendous coins. Hey, but after Tether, you know, implodes, they'll all get purged, and we'll all be able to move on with our lives, and then... Not even after Tether implodes. Once the SEC starts to put down the hammer, <laughs> that's all that's needed right now in this market. SEC putting down the hammer, because oh, yeah. no other country really enforces anything. I mean... Yeah. Once the United States starts to enforce crypto laws and restricts things from being traded, it's going to change the way that everything's... All the money in those stupid cryptos is either going to be lost or brought in to the cryptos that matter. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's killing you over there? (laughs) Gary Gensler is going to be like Mario when he gets the hammer. He's going to be like... You gotta add that. You gotta add that. I gotta <laughs> you gotta add it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. I went to all of these oh different God. non-compliant coins. Uh, yeah. I just want to say, completely off track right now, but I just want to say thank you to everybody who subscribed and has watched our mm-hmm. first podcast. I really appreciate yeah. every single one of you guys showing support and love mm-hmm. towards this, mm-hmm. and we hope that we were able to teach you something in that first episode. And as we talk about HBAR here, I hope we're able to just open your eyes up to the potential possibilities of what is yet to come. Oh, absolutely. And we're just trying to open your guys' eyes to everything that is valuable in this crypto space. From what we believe. We Mm -hmm. believe that these tokens that we're going to be talking about, nothing like Bitcoin or Ethereum. We talk about the coins that we believe have true value towards the market. And that already haven't exploded yet. Yeah. Because, like, realistically, if you want to buy one Ethereum, that's going to be difficult for a majority of people to be able to just sort of hop in. Yeah. When you can be over here, you know, buy an H bar for, for twenty cents. Yeah, twenty eight cents or whatever. Potential yeah. to go over ten bucks in the next two to three years. Which is not financial advice, yeah. but you know, that's just speculation. Speculation, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. So if you can just consider like buying a coin like Bitcoin or like Ethereum, it's like Ethereum's three K right now. 
Bitcoin's like forty something thousand. To double your money in those, Ethereum has to hit six thousand. Bitcoin has to hit eighty thousand. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's it's likely down the road, but when Bitcoin's at eighty thousand and Ethereum's at six thousand, if you invest into a twenty cent H bar or like a eighty cent XRP, those coins are gonna be at tens of dollars by then. So you're not only going to double your money, you're going to probably like 10 exit. Probably. Hopefully. Hopefully. But Hopefully. yeah, I'm not saying this is financial advice. This is just what I see and this is what I like think about whenever I'm doing this extensive research. Tate, you know what we should do? What? We should get it. You know how you know how the Staples has that button that says, that was easy. <laughs> right? Yes. We should, get, we should get a custom one made that you push it and it says, not financial advice. <laughs> not financial advice. Not financial advice. <laughs> I'd be spamming that button. <laughs> we, yeah, we need to get one of those soundboards that, like, you can hit a button and it just plays a sound. Oh, like, smart. people do that for, like, censoring if they curse or whatever, but, like, we could do, we could do that for, for little sayings. And coming stuff. soon. Coming Go, soon. Coming soon, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, the, the audio quality is better on this one. We, we've upgraded our setup a little bit, so now we've actually, uh, we got a Yeti. Yep. So, uh, soon to upgrade to uh, visuals as well so you can see our beautiful faces. And me wearing well, my XRP hat every single episode. Well, you know, Tate, I've been told I do have the face for radio. You really? Yeah. There you go. I mean, I just got that baby face still, but uh, it works. <laughs> it's all right. It's it's coming along. Just just grow out the beard a little more. You'll you'll be Gucci. Yeah, we'll we'll have uh, there's a there's an NFT creator named uh, H Beards. H Beards. H Beards, dude, super talented. We'll have him on one day. Wow. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we'll have uh, H Barmery on soon, and he uh, he creates these these little pixelized uh, helmets that kind of are inspired by like Halo and uh, oh, what was his other example he used? Oh, Metroid. Nice. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's 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 very talented with that, and he's he's got a fun little Discord community that I spend way too much time in. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely be bringing on H Bar and XRP creators very soon uh, in the NFT space. We have a lot lined up. And oh yeah. We are connected pretty strongly in those. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to branch our audience into those areas, or, to, or at least give some exposure. Yeah. So at least people 100%. know that, like, hey, this exists. Yes. Because yeah. you know, I feel I feel like. There's no real news or anything unless you're in deep into like crypto Twitter. Yeah, true. About HBAR NFTs or especially XRP NFTs because of how, I guess you could say how meta it is. Yeah, the, there's already a marketplace for HBAR <laughs> NFTs, right? You can um, kind of. There's there's one that just launched. It starts with a Z. I forget the name of it. Um, but the, but the issue with it right now, from my understanding. Is the the initial HBAR NFTs that came out? They all had a different ID for oh, each no. NF, NFT, which is fine. Yeah. It's totally fine, yeah. right? But the issue is the way that they structure the way that you actually list the NFTs on the marketplace. They want the series as the same ID. Sure. So, for instance, if you have a project that might have ten of uh, what can I use for an example? Let's let's say you made an NFT of AirPods. Yeah. And there were 10 different NFTs of these AirPods and they were all different colors. Mm-hmm. Originally, you the way you minted them was by having, you know, them all they all have different IDs. Yeah. And then you would just send them out to people's wallets, right? Yeah, because they're all different. Because they're all different, exactly. Well, the the updated and I I guess the more correct way from my understanding is to mint them as one token ID. But they're still different in each 
as, as like a, an individual NFT, even though they all have the same ID, I'm not 100% sure how like the the verification process works for making sure it's legitimate. I'm, I I guess it, it actually does kind of make sense now that I think about it now, because if the 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 creator the, the the person who created the nfts wallet is gonna have basically a one-time mint number and that's gonna be the token id gotcha to sort of put it in way more complicated terms <laughs> that my brain <laughs> decided to just word vomit out <laughs> i mean it, may, it makes sense in a way for sure yeah but that's we'll talk about that much more in the next episode oh for come. sure for sure there's yeah. so much that goes into all of these different NFT spaces yeah. because people only really know about Ethereum right now. Mm-hmm. There's so many projects being developed on different networks. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, we there and there's also two different uh, creation tools being launched as well. Um, Deephub is one of them that they they they've already launched. I've already minted some stuff on there. It's it works pretty well. It's yeah. pretty easy to use. Um, and then there's another one called Turtle Moon, Turtle Moon Tools. <laughs> Which I just love the name. It's, it's a very, just, very interesting name. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. They got, a, they got, a, they both got a good team. They're everybody's super nice. So, I'm, I'm wishing the best for them. I, I hope that they, uh, they're able to succeed greatly, especially since they're building on such a powerful blockchain. Even though it doesn't have the exposure now, you're basically planting the seeds for, I guess you could say Chinese bamboo, of uh, where like, you know, you plant the bamboo. And like it takes a while to grow, it takes a while, it takes a while, and then out of nowhere it just goes boom and just explodes. It seems like what it is for the whole entire network, to be honest. Uh, fair. That's yeah. Yeah, that yeah. makes that makes total sense. Absolutely. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I think we're gonna end it here. Yeah. I think we. If you guys have any questions or concerns, p- feel free to uh, put them in the comments down below. We actually already started up our uh, Twitter and soon to have mm-hmm. our TikTok created as well. Um, I hope we hope you guys all guys and gals all loved this video and were able to learn something mm-hmm. because we want to be able to teach you guys and inform you on just what we believe is the future. Yeah. And that's just truly what matters to us the most because we have people come up to us on a daily basis asking us about crypto and we just want to be able to be like, hey, come to my podcast, check it out. Yeah. Because we're trying to put out as much informative information as possible. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I think we're going to sign off here. Indeed. And we all, we both hope you have a great day. And mm-hmm. we hope to see you in episode three of the Alt Kings podcast. Signing Woo-hoo! out. Woo-hoo! He dare to the moon. <laughs>